Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey friends and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast. Happy Wednesday and my what have I been thinking about today? I have been thinking about joy. As you know, joy is one of my buzzwords. It uh, has only been a buzzword for a couple of years for me. It's something I obviously had heard of joy before that, but I did this uh, activity of really reflecting on my personal values and joy suddenly uh, popped up as something that I wanted to have more of in my life and really appreciate those little moments that make life so amazing and so joyful. And I guess that's what I'm thinking about today. I'm recording this on Sunday before it comes out. And I've had quite a joyful morning. Um, I had a swim in in the lake, a little lake, quite a cold lake. (laughs) But uh, as you know, wild swimming is something that definitely brings me joy. And then and that's maybe not such a simple thing. It's uh, maybe a, a, a bigger thing. But I came home and I had a warm shower and oh, <laughs> it was amazing. And that was just one of those things that I often have a warm shower. Sometimes if my mood's low, maybe not as often as I should. But <laughs> I, uh, it's, a, it's, you know, just a regular thing that, that I do often. And I don't often stop to really appreciate how joyful it can be and I think that contrast of having that cold swim and then coming back and really feeling the benefit of that warmth and really appreciating the joy of that shower and also the gratitude that that is something that is just normal for me that I have access to it uh, it was just uh, a joyful moment I also had some cuddles with my pup-pup and uh, that always uh, puts a smile on my face. So I, yeah, I've really been thinking about joy this morning and I encourage you to think about what has brought you joy today. And if there isn't really anything that you can put your finger on that has been a brief little moment of joy for you, then maybe after you finish this, hopefully this will be joyful, but (laughs) maybe after this thinking about something you can do, that is going to put a smile on your face, that is going to just light you up with that ha ah, feeling <laughs> of joy. I can't really describe it, but hopefully you know what I am talking about. So I'm really excited to introduce this episode. We're joined by Michelle and oh, it was a, a fab conversation. I really hope you enjoy it and I will be back super quickly afterwards. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest Michelle to the podcast. Michelle, welcome and if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you. Hi everyone and thank you Hannah for having me here. My name is Michelle Myrick. I'm originally from the east coast of Canada from the most eastern province which is Newfoundland and Labrador which is closest to uh, to Europe of course and uh, one of the youngest uh, provinces of Canada we only joined Confederation in 1949. So we were part of the crown before that and, and also had responsible government. So we're, we're a little bit unique. We sound a little different than most Canadians. 
and it's because of our Celtic heritage, actually. Mine in particular, I grew up in an area of the island where it uh, was mostly settled by Irish and Scottish, English, French, and Portuguese. So our language is a little bit mixed and has a little bit of a, a, a Celtic tinge to it compared to the rest of Canada. So that's where you'll hear the Irish accent coming out with me. But these days I live in Norway. Wow. Yeah, definitely when you were, when we were talking before this, um, I didn't, you know, but then, yeah, when you were talking there, I picked up all kinds of uh, amazing yeah. sounds. <laughs> yeah, I sound a little different, no doubt. And I've lost a lot of my Newfoundland accent, to be honest. Okay. Because I've lived away for a while, yeah, so. Yeah, but I think, um, do you speak Norwegian? I do speak a little. Of course, I've been here for five years and I'm married to a Norwegian. Um, okay. So I, I had to learn the language. I, I took it for school. I went to school for <laughs> 10 months, four days a week, and I still can't speak very well to hold a conversation. But I can understand more now mm. after after the training, the language training. Yeah. 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 Scandinavian languages are, you know, for, um, they're hard. Yeah. Hannah, they're yeah, hard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they are, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah so they're awesome things. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. And I, as we were just saying for this, um, I've had a, a little peek in uh, in your book, which I'm sure I hear about, but there's, uh, I'm going to kind of quote you to you, which always feels a bit weird. <laughs> um, right. One of the things you said is about how we how we view our story and how we let it shape us creates the kind of life we live. And so I just, yeah, wanted to know your story of how you got to where you are and where you are now. Wow, my gosh, it is a bit of a long story. So uh, sit back, <laughs> get a cup of tea. <laughs> I have a story to tell, yes. So I guess I'll start with, with my creative side. Uh, I've been a singer, songwriter, um, mu musician since I was 15. So that's about 40 years now. And um, I guess I've always felt like very creative musically. But I, and so I never really branched out to try anything else, to try any sort of other creative outlet. Until recently, until a few years ago, I started to paint and um, I found that painting really, I don't know, it just tapped into a whole different side of me, a whole different compartment. Uh, it opened some doors that hadn't been opened before. Um, unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, because it has made me who I am, I've, I've gone through a lot of different trauma in my life and uh, some severe loss, um, you know, in my family and and um, lots of things like that, that, you know, I've spent the majority of my life since I was a young woman trying to cope with and to deal with and um, to recover, I guess, in a way. Um, so that has had its challenges, no doubt. And um, uh, painting, when I started painting, and maybe it's because I'm at the age that I'm at too, that I... I really let myself go. I shut down that inner critic that we have, you know, inside of us that says you're not good enough or that keeps comparing and judging us to, to other people and things like that. I just shut it down. I just really, truly just painted for me whatever I felt needed to come out, I let it come. And boy, did it come <laughs> because... <laughs> 
in my first year of painting, which was only 2017, by the way, it's only three years ago, a little more than three years ago. Um, I painted almost 140 pieces and that meant I was painting all the time and six, seven, eight paintings going at once. And, um, I just couldn't get it out enough. I had so much that I needed to express and I just loved it. I just loved the so much variety in, in how you can create, you know, with textures and with colors and all of that appealed to my, my curiosity, you know, mm -hmm. so I kept chasing that curiosity feeling and it, you know, it just kept me going down the rabbit hole, which was awesome actually. And I guess what, what has directly led me to where I am right now as a life coach is um, my husband suggested, I, I was getting ready to do an exhibition in Canada because, uh, you know, I was going home for the summer of 2018 and I wanted to do some sort of painting exhibition there. So he suggested that I paint my songs. Now, that, that sounds very unusual, I know, and it did to me as soon as he said it as well. And of course, my first instinct was, that I can't paint a song. How do you paint a song? <laughs> you know, but he's, like he said, how, you know, how do you know you can or can't do it until you try it? So I tried it. I went down to my studio and I tried um, the first song with the first song that I'd ever written, which I wrote when I was 21 years old. And it's about the loss of my father and my brother and my uncle near the lighthouse where I grew up. I'm a lighthouse kid, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I come from a long line of uh, lighthouse keepers, six generations. So Cape Pine, where I grew up, is, uh, is a very important space for me. It's a very important place. It is home, you know, mm -hmm. but it's also where I lost my father and brother and my uncle. And uh, <clears throat> so... The place, they were bird hunting, uh, water, water birds, you know, sea, sea water, sea ocean birds, and uh, ducks, we call them in Newfoundland, sea ducks. So they literally disappeared. Uh, we didn't get their bodies, my father and my brother, we did get Uncle Philip. But um, they just went out one morning and didn't come home, you know, and, and that was a big, huge shock to the community. And at the time I was, obviously everybody, all of our families, the whole community were struggling to, to cope with this loss. And uh, songwriting was, you know, I had never written a song before, but I, I tried. I sat on that bank over there and I tried. And I wrote a song called Voices on the Wind. And it is about feeling them, feeling their spirits, listening for them, like really from an intuitive kind of a place in me and i feel you know that over in that spot by the lighthouse is where i i have been my most real raw self so you know i allowed myself to express myself in song over there very honestly very authentically so now as a 52 year old woman when i made the painting that created in itself an interesting journey from that 21-year-old to the 52-year-old and everything that has transpired, you know, on that path over those 30 or so years. So I knew from painting that very first song that I had to do a bunch of my songs. 
just for me. Even if I never put them in front of people, I knew I had to do it for me, right? For my own resolution, for my own healing, for my own recovery. So I did. I painted a bunch of them. But as I got into it and as I got understanding how much it was, how much learning was there, how much lessons that were so, so specific to my life, but yet so general to everyone's life. Because, you know, we, we all live on, on a similar emotional plane, right? You know, we deal with life through the basic emotions of fear, love, anger, regret, sorrow, joy, you know, all of these similar emotions, even though our circumstances are different. So I decided to do a live performance exhibition where I, I had a bunch of sold out shows actually uh, here in Norway and in, in Newfoundland as well. And with invitations to Denmark and uh, a couple of other places too. Um, you know, so those audiences, when I stood in front of them and for, you know, two, two and a half hours sharing my story and showing them the paintings that I created, explaining that journey between, you know, the person who wrote the song and the person who painted the picture. I, I resonated so deeply with so many that they, like each show, each and every show, someone came up to me and said, Michelle, write a book about this. Will you write a book about this? Because they wanted to know more. They wanted to know more of the details, more of the process, more of what I went through on that self-discovery, how I came to my solutions and resolutions and, and how I used it all to change my life, you know? So I did, I did. I wrote the book, Stepping Stones, which is, I believe, what you just quoted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pulled a quote out from there. And um, since then, I've become a certified life coach where I use all of this, <laughs> my own journey of transformation, my own journey of discovery, my teaching ability, because I am a teacher by trade, mm -hmm. and my uh, creativity. Like I've published a couple of books now. I'm writing my third one. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm still painting, right? I'm still, I'll, I'll always paint. I'll paint until the day I can't pick up a paintbrush anymore because it is just so joyful to me and so expressive, right? It's, it's completely different than music. It's a completely different way to express yourself. So what I'm, where I am now, Hannah, is I'm developing all of these different programs to where I bring, you know, my creativity. I bring my teaching experience, how to develop a curriculum that, you know, it, it actually builds from one learning to the next learning to the next learning, like stepping stones, like all the parts of our lives that, you know, we, we need to go back into to figure out what it is we truly want, what it is that is our uniqueness, what it is that, that lights us up, what is our passion, what is our purpose, and we can only find those answers from inside. So my programs lead people there but i also mix in with now this is my coaching uh, training like mind management techniques you know mm -hmm. how to actually understand the way that the mind works you know, our lower mind our higher mind 
the way we, we, the unconscious can sometimes like sabotage our own lives, you know, the thinking, how these thoughts get buried, these judgments and comparisons that we have about ourselves. So we work through a whole lot of that stuff as well as bringing into play, you know, energetically aligning with what you want for your life. So it's, it's a, it's been quite a journey, but I feel that the coaching is where I really, truly bring all parts of who I am and what I've been through and what I've discovered, I guess, for my own life and turned my own life around by finding my own purpose. I bring all that to the table to help someone else find their purpose. Mm. And it sounds like a really quite holistic way of working. It's not just... Mm -hmm the coaching it's not just creativity it's this, this very rounded approach to, to all different areas and creativity is something interesting that you know when people come on and, and share about their own kind of creative pursuits I guess or um, activities that can be really therapeutic and and really help us process things can't they and I am really intrigued about the um, painting the songs and Listen to the songs as you paint it, or do you just kind of think of the the meaning and the words from from memory? You cut out a little tiny bit there, but I, I think I did get your your question. Um, no, I didn't listen to the songs because mm. I I didn't have them recorded at that point. Okay, I actually recorded the songs uh, and released a full length album of the music with the book uh, in August two thousand nineteen. So about a year ago now. And um, I guess what I did was go back into the, the emotions that mm -hmm. caused me to write those songs to begin with. And, and it's a really, really difficult question to answer because mm -hmm. some, some, some things were really quickly, came really quickly. Other paintings, um, you know, I really had to dig for the meaning, for the lesson because because the emotions were so muddy still because you know like with my relationship with my mom like you know because of what happened with us the fallout from losing our family members and how it affected both of us it really had a big effect on our relationship and um, so i had a lot of you know mixed emotions there that yeah i had written songs about it but hadn't really resolved, you know, hadn't mm -hmm. really got into and taken responsibility for my role in, in these relationships that I wrote the songs about, you mm -hmm. know, and this is, this is kind of like the coming of age part, I think, of this process for me. Um, like I, I say in, in my song series show, that's what I call that live exhibition, the song series. Um, I say about, I watched a, a, a TED talk by Jane Fonda um, mm -hmm. back uh, while I was preparing this show, actually. And in there, she said, it's, it's not our experiences that make us wise. But, oh, wait, now, let me get the quote right. It's not our experience that make us wise, but it's a reflection of them that gives us the wisdom. Mm. And it really is about how you can step outside of your own life and look at it, you know, look at it differently from the, from the view of an, of an observer, not caught into the emotion. So for me, going back into something that happened 15 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, 
you know, going through that kind of a process allowed me to access it in a different way, if that makes sense. Yeah. But one thing I will like to point out too, because I know a lot of people are probably listening to this and saying, oh, that's fine for you. You're creative. You're a songwriter. You're a painter. <laughs> you're, you know, you're this, you're that, the other thing. But, you know, creativity is everything. It's Everything from picking up a set of knitting needles to, you know, making something to planting a garden, you know, you're given a blank piece of land out there to do something with that's creative. Like, how do you, mm -hmm. what do you want to grow? How are you going to grow it? That's putting creativity in use, in motion, uh, you know, creating a gourmet meal. That's being creative. It doesn't have to be, you know, with a paintbrush or with a guitar or anything like that. I mean, creativity comes in every shape and form you, mm. that you can, that you imagine, your imagination can come up with it. You know, it's, it's just there. So when I'm talking about creativity and using it as a tool to access your own awareness, I'm, I'm talking about everything creative, not just mm. painting, you know, not, not just that. Like I, I take people through a process of, uh, in my programs of, it's a creative process and it's, um, it's about going inside to find out what it is your soul wants to express. I believe we all have a soul and I believe that that's our inner voice, our inner knowledge, our inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it, your intuition, your instincts, your gut. It's that part of us that is hard to put words around, but it's a knowing, it's a knowing inside of us. And I take people through a five-step process in my programs about accessing that, going in, getting in touch with that to find out what it is you want to say, and then bringing it out in such a way that you allow it, you actually allow it to come out. I've taken people through this process now, a lot of people, and everybody creates something different. Because mm. guess what? We're all different. Some people make, you know, wire sculptures. I've had people make wire sculptures, uh, woodwork, uh, paintings, uh, knitted items, uh, paintings, collages, clay. Mm. You, what, it doesn't matter. It's about the process. It's about that process of connection with self. That's so important. And I think that's why creativity and, and using that as a tool can be so beneficial to everybody, mm. every single person. We had all of this as children, just naturally, mm. right? Like as yeah. a teacher, I can tell you, I've, I've taught all levels of, of the regular school system as well as college and university. So I've been in front of students of all ages and now I'm in front of people in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and even their 70s that are, you know, seeking that something more for their lives. And when, when you go into a kindergarten classroom and ask, you know, who wants to paint me a picture or draw me a picture today? Every single hand will go up, every single one. Mm. Go into a grade five or six classroom, you might get, you know, half the class to do it. Go into a high school classroom or a university class. If you get one person, I'd say that's, you know, one in a million, because as we get older, we, we get trapped inside of this self 
judgment. We get trapped inside of the comparison game, you know? And for the most part, nobody feels like they're good enough at mm. creativity. It's something that comes so natural. It's our natural instinct to create. Mm. It just really is. We are creative creatures. The words are almost the same. Mm. Creative and creature, right? That's how important it is to our to our uh, existence. But here's where the problem comes in too, is that, you know, this whole socialization and uh, growing up as kids and stuff and this need that we have to belong, to mm. be accepted by, by our communities, by our families, by our peers. This is tribal. This goes back to primitive human beings. It goes back to that need to be part of a tribe, because if you weren't, guess what? You were gonna get eaten. You would not survive on your own. You needed the protection, the safety of that community. So that's an innate part of us that we need to understand that, that, you know, that we can, even though we can today survive on our own, uh, absolutely, but we have this desire to belong, but it doesn't mean we have to conform in order to belong, mm. right? It might feel like rejection from the tribe is going to kill us, mm. but it's not. <laughs> no, that's something um, that, and I and I know she's a favorite of yours, Brené Brown. Oh uh, yes, says that. Um, I believe it's Brené Brown about the difference between belonging and fitting in. Yeah, that I think a lot of us feel that we have to change to fit yes. in, but really we want to belong, and that is about being accepted as we are. And yeah, yeah, I think a lot of us confuse that when when we're growing up, particularly, yeah, that adolescent period. Oh yeah, that's the tough (laughs) one, you know? And I mean, the things that we start believing about ourselves as young children, just as young children, we carry that into our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s. We carry these false, mistaken beliefs with us. I think that's why it's so important to do this kind of work, you know, for your life. My gosh, like to, to live a life that has not been lit up is a shame. It's a shame. So many people don't get the opportunity. My family did not. They lost their lives at a young age. You know, so many of us don't get this privilege of living, you know, to this age. So, I think it's really important to understand and to recognize that and to not die with your purpose uncovered, you know, mm-hmm. like not, co- not uncovered. I mean, like, yeah. you know, the, just, just to be able to feel so alive in yourself, in, in who you are, to be able to self accept who you are and to express yourself from that place. It, it is literally like turning the light bulb on from the inside. Mm-hmm. Which is why I call my program, my signature coaching program, Be the Lighthouse. Not just because mm. I grew up at a lighthouse, but it's because it's about that. It's about going inward to find that light, to, to get that guidance from inside, you know. And when I was looking for a name, uh, you know, for the program, I, I couldn't think of a greater symbol of guidance and strength than a, than a lighthouse, mm. right? You know, yeah. I mean, it's really symbolic, <laughs> but yeah. it's just a tower 
without the light is only a structure mm. without the light. That's where your magic is, is your light. Mm. Don't like go out of this world without turning on that light. Mm. That's why it's so important. And, and I'm, I'm very passionate as you can see, yeah. like I, I get really, <laughs> I get really lit up about this because I think it is important to find that source of confidence and clarity and certainty and strength and, and being able to trust yourself, trust your own decision-making mm. processes, trust your intuition to be able to guide you. That's yeah. what happens, you know, when, when you go inside and find that light. Now, what, what does it cost you, you know, to not find that light? Well, you can, you can be content. You know, you can still have a decent life. You can, you can still be happy right to a certain but you you probably won't experience exuberant joy mm. you know the stuff that lasts that makes you bounce out of bed in the morning that infuses all of your activities and your relationships it improves you as a person so you know your relationship with your your own parents with your own children with your own partners with your friends with your co-workers you approach your, your work in a different way. Your health improves because you're lit up. You know, you're literally on fire inside with purpose. I'm sorry, am I going on too long? No, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing stuff. And I, and I think it's so true that, you know, a lot of us, we diminish that light inside ourselves, whether it's we that- We make kind ourselves of, small. Yeah, that trying to fit in again or- the self-doubt or not wanting to threaten others or so many false beliefs that we're, that we're carrying around that. Um, and we'll, we'll at the end, we'll let people know where they can find you, find your book, find your course. But for anyone listening who is like, yes, I need to, <laughs> I need to let out that, that light. I need to do it. What can they, how can they get started? Well, it, it does take a lot of mind management, uh, tools and techniques to begin with because like I always say this you can't put a band-aid of positivity over something negative it's mm. just going to fall off you know and the scab is going to be exposed I mean sorry to be so graphic but <laughs> I call it like it is I'm pretty I'm pretty blunt person but I mean I tried that for years you know I tried just oh think positive Michelle just you know think positive and mantras and affirmations and all those things are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking those things, but until you get in there and see the destructive thoughts that you have about yourself that are actually causing you to feel like shit and that are influencing your choices, your behaviors, which are creating the results of your life, by the way, you know, I mean, this is what it is. Everything goes back to a thought. You know, you wake up some morning and you're not feeling so great or you're the opposite. You're feeling awesome. It's because there's a thought creating that feeling. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling shitty, guess what? All your choices are going to end up in shitty uh, results that day because of that feeling, which is coming from that thought that you're not aware that you're creating. You know, I mean, I always just thought, okay, my, feel my feelings are my feelings. Are my feelings. I just feel this way. This is it. This is how I feel. That's not true. That is not true. Mm -hmm. I have control. I actually can't. As soon as I, f I feel terrible today, like any day, any time, because of course, you know, 
stuff still happens in life. You can't, you can't stop that. You can only control how you deal with it. So if I'm, if I'm feeling off sometimes, some whatever, I, I, I take a minute. I take a minute and say, okay, what are you thinking now, Michelle? What's causing you to feel so terrible? What is that? Then I ha- when I discover what that is and I listen, I, like I go in intuitively inside, what is it that's making me feel like this? Then I have taken back my power. I can change the thought. I can literally think something else and feel something different and make better decisions and create a happier day for myself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of those kinds of things. And here's what I can offer your listeners, uh, you know, at any time. I have a free community that I... I give free coaching every single Thursday on Facebook. It's a private group. It's called heart of the matter. I call it that for a reason because it's really just talking about things that actually matter straight from the heart. No bullshit. Like I'm, I'm really a straight up front person. I just turned 55 a few days ago and I'm not wasting any time, Hannah. I'm not (laughs) wasting any time. Right. I cut to the chase. I'm that kind of a person, right? I'm really, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful community of people that are on a similar journey of, you know, trying to come, come up with, find ways, tools, techniques of how to live their best life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that does involve mindset shifts. It does involve increasing your awareness of what, what is causing your choices, what is causing your feelings, Right. You know, and then learning how to deal with that first, first, Mm -hmm. because you know what? You can pick up all the paintbrushes you want or go plant all the gardens that you want. But if you haven't done that mindset work, if you haven't done those thought management things, it's not going to get you anywhere. I was writing songs for years that wasn't getting me anywhere, Mm. really, until I got my thinking right, until I got my thinking different with with that, it helped, right? Mm-hmm. Along with, with, the, with the new creativity or new creative outlet that just let me, uh, I don't know, give myself permission to let it out in a different mm-hmm. way for me. Yeah. Because I'm an expresser, if you haven't picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to express. I, you know, I am not a, a what do you call it? A, a wallflower. I'm, I'm not one of those people, right? But I really do believe in the importance of sharing our stories, which is why I set up Heart of the Matter, is because mm-hmm. I know how powerful it is when you share your journey, when you mm-hmm. tell that story. Because when I was in front of people sharing my story, every single time someone came up to me and said some phrase or some, some uh, variation of, Michelle, you just put words around how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Or Michelle, thank you, because now I know I'm not alone. You know, we yeah. go through all of these things that we think, oh, I, I'm the weird one. I'm the one that mm-hmm. has all these crazy thoughts. I'm, you know, but you're not. Trust me, you're not. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to to share our stories. And Heart of the Matter is a place where we do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also bring in people to to guest speak with me on some, you know, some of these transformational Thursdays, I mm-hmm. call them. I do a live transformational Thursday Mm. session 
right, each week. And, um, you know, everybody brings a unique perspective, a unique voice mm -hmm. to the table that's worth sharing and is worth hearing. And, and I mean, it's free. It's absolutely mm -hmm. free. You know, if, if anyone listening to this is interested in, you know, gaining more awareness about living a life that you're excited about, you know, and feeling good about, come join us. It, like, just come join the community, you know. It can't hurt. If you don't like it, you can always leave. It's not going to cost <laughs> you anything, right? Yeah. You know, and all of these trainings, which is close to 50 now, I've been doing it for almost a year, uh, they're all in the archives. They're all there. You can just, you can binge watch, you know. <laughs> you know, you can, uh, what is it? Coach flicks. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Netflix, you can coach flicks, right? You could trademark that. I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying about uh, stories, and that's one of the things with the with the podcast. One of the the kind of two things that we do is having people share their stories because it's so powerful, like you said, of really resonating with something and feeling that you're not alone. Because I think sometimes we all have that at times where we just oh, feel yes. that there's something wrong with us or we're, you know, that, that we're, we're, and we are all different and unique, but like mm -hmm. really, really yeah. different. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of the beauty, I think of, of art and music and, and um, creative things like that is that you can listen to a piece of music and we can all kind of, it speaks to us individually that we can always, mm -hmm. we can all find something in there. But I think, yeah, with the, the kind of oral, stories like this or written stories we can actually it can put the words to what we're feeling um, yeah. in a way that we maybe struggle with so yeah, yeah i think really powerful it, it's a it's anything that any kind of creativity is not is an emotional expression you know mm. like i i i love cooking i'm i myself and my husband we love you know trying to make gourmet dishes and pairing <laughs> them with wines and stuff like that and uh you know, there, there is an expression of self in, mm -hmm. in creating food, you know, I mean, it really is like how you, how you do your presentation and how mm -hmm. you mix your flavors. It's, it's a unique fingerprint as well. What, right. What's your uh, signature dish? We can try and interpret it and see what it says about you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so many like, uh, well, uh, something that we do almost every friday is we we uh, we started this when we lived in india actually it's it's a like a charcuterie or tapa sort mm -hmm. of friday so we're always trying new recipes and uh, trying we, we like doing little bites mm -hmm. you know and sometimes something we, we will flick in on something that that's really really cool and innovative and tasty and we'll turn it into a, an appetizer or turn it into a main mm -hmm. dish you know kind of thing but experimenting i mean that's mm. the fun of life that's the creative part like just let let yourself go you don't need a recipe yeah well it's you interesting don't need a recipe to build a garden to make a <laughs> meal or to make a painting or write yeah. a song you don't you don't need a recipe right yeah but it's interesting that your your choice is that kind of variety and that experimenting and yeah um interesting there's a little a little game for for listeners to try think what's my signature dish what would i make and then what, <laughs> what does yeah. it say about me yeah um yeah. i think mine would be uh, one of the things i like to make is um like a korean chili oh yes and 
it's kind of inspired by, I have a Korean cookbook, which I've only made one thing from because then that was so good that for ages I just made that dish. <laughs> and then I was just sort of playing around. And so I, you know, it's got a little bit of um, like store-bought stuff, but then I've just kind of thrown things in and it's uh, hot and spicy and mm. it's um, crunchy as well, yes. <laughs> lots of flavors. So yeah, I don't know what that is. Lots of texture. So that means you, you like variety in your life. Yeah. You know? Right? You like variety. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you asked me, what would I advise people? If you're curious about something, chase it. Mm. Chase it. I got curious about painting. And if I hadn't gotten curious and followed that curiosity, I would not be sitting, sitting here now talking to you about a program, a coaching program called Be the Lighthouse. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like I, I, it's, it's, you can't predict where life is going to lead you. But when you get in touch, I call it the soul's compass. When you get in touch with that inner part of yourself and start following that instead of the map that we're all, you know, supposed to bring us happiness you know get the good education get the good job get the the partner get the house get the kids the picket fence and whatever you know all these things on the map of life that are supposed to bring happiness i mean that's a lot of people do are happy i'm not knocking those things i'm not really not i but i did all of those things and i still felt empty mm. i still felt like there's got to be something more like there just mm. has to be something more, you know, which is actually the title of my next book, by the way, something okay. more. And, but it is, it's about that. It's about, you know, like going on that quest and number one, not feeling guilty about it because here's another thing that we do as women. Oh my gosh, I did it. <laughs> I was, I was in my mid forties and you know, to the outside world, I had it all going on. I, I had a, a CEO position. I had a, a beautiful home, you know, good career. Uh, I wasn't married, had no children, you know, I was footloose, fancy free. And, um, I was miserable. I, I was not feeling fulfilled. I was not feeling excited about my life. I, I sat on the couch one night and I said, Oh my God, is this all there is? Mm. Working, I mean, at that time, I was working 60 or 70 hours a week. And really, like, working to pay a mortgage and a car payment and a trip to Cuba every year, every year. Like, is, is that all there is? Is Really, is that what my life is now? You know? And, and I, I, like, it just stopped my breath. It took my breath away. And I was like, Jesus, no, it's not. Life is, there's more to life than this, and I'm going to go find it. Mm. And that's what I set out on. I set out on that quest and I found it. And then that ties really nicely to the first one of my set questions that I ask everyone. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is what brings you joy in your life? Oh my gosh. Well, someone asked me um, just recently actually to, to develop a purpose-driven statement to, to uncover what is my purpose-driven statement. And for my life. And, and I think if I was to sum it up in a sentence, it is to be an example of what is possible. Mm. And so my, my, the thing that gives me joy is to show others what is possible for their lives. I mean, because I have found it for my own. 
And I and, and listen, this stuff I am not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit anybody. It's not easy. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes a, a really deep driven need to want something different for your life, to want something more, you know, to do it because you got to face some hard, hard truths about your life, you know, come to terms, take responsibility for the choices and decisions that you've made thus far, you Mm -hmm. know, but I want people to understand that just because your past was your past, you don't need to um, build a future that's exactly the same as your past. Mm. Your past does not have to determine your future in the sense that it limits you, you know? In our, mm. We look back on our past, and of course we can't see our full capacity because guess what? I don't think we ever reach our full capacity because we can always expand more, right? Mm. We can always keep expanding. So to look back, you know, all we can see is limitlessness, but to look ahead, you, if you choose, you can see all that potentiality, all of that, what's possible for your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I can be an example of that for other people and, and give them the tools to be able to find that and uncover that for their own lives, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what brings me joy. <laughs> that's what makes me get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> because you know what? It took a lot of pain to, to mm-hmm. go through what I went through in order to get these lessons. So, you know, I'm not going to waste them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to waste them. I have to make them count for something. Mm. Well, my next question, and this is always an interesting one, because sometimes it's similar, sometimes it's not for people, and that's always interesting, is what makes life meaningful for you? Hmm. Oh, well, well, it is a little bit of that, of course, what I've chosen now as my path. But I I think the true meaning has come from improving my relationship with myself, Hmm. improving how I think and feel about who Michelle Myrick is, you know, Um, because that goes back to your thought processes. It goes back to your self-concept. It goes back to all of those lies that I told myself and believed in for so many years that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't, you know, rich enough, thin enough, oh gosh, whatever, you know, all of those things, not enough things that I chose to believe for so long, right? And, and I think the most meaning for, for me as a person has come from improving my relationship with myself. It's changed my life. And it's something, yeah, I, I like to talk about that as well on the podcast. So yeah, it's um, great to hear it. Yeah. From someone else. As well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kind of overarching aim of the podcast is all around kind of mental wellness and, and mental mm-hmm. wellbeing. So I have two questions around this for you. Sure. The first one is what does mental wellness mean to you? Kindness to self. Mm-hmm. number one kindness to self listen i've suffered with depression i've been suicidal you know i've had issues with alcohol abuse um i think kindness to self yeah and mm-hmm. and understanding self is is the biggest gift you can give to yourself and to your own mental wellness is to do that work so you feel 
finally fucking feel better. I'm sorry, I cursed. I'm That's sorry. fine. <laughs> right? But we like, like finally, finally feel okay in your skin. Mm. and and that's the that's mind work that's that's mental wellness doing that mm. you know doing that yeah mm. and so then my follow-up question is how you look after your own mental well-being so how you do that for yourself well this kind of work of course keeps mm. all of these kind of techniques and things uh that i'm teaching i'm also practicing you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of coach that say, says, okay, Hannah, you got to do X, Y, Z, and then come back and tell me how it turned out for you. I'm doing it with you. I, or I've already done it and I can share my experience with you. You know, it's, I really feel that we learn best by doing. Mm. And when you walk the road with someone who's scared, you know, and you assure them that they can actually do it as well. That, my friend, that changes lives. And it mm. changes my life too. Not just the person that I'm walking with, right? It changes both of our lives because then we are journeying together. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Awesome. Uh, so my next question, sometimes a bit of a challenge, uh, is can you describe your own mindset? Oh, <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> wow. So, These are sneaky questions, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and just so your audience knows, she hasn't shared with them, with them to me, with me beforehand. Um, just what is it? How do I describe my own mindset? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, you know, I have my ups and downs like everybody. You know, I still, like, I don't think it's possible to completely rid yourself of doubt, but I think it's completely possible to um, work with it in such a way that it doesn't debilitate you, that it doesn't stop you in your tracks. And my doubt does not stop me anymore. It does make me question, you know, am I following my intuition now? Or am I following some, some prescribed plan that I thought was, you know, uh, the, the way that everybody should be doing this or, or that someone has told me I should do this or it has taught me to question, you know? Um, so yeah, like, I mean, um, life happens. There's always going to be stuff happen out of our, outside of our control. COVID, for example, yeah. prime example, you know? <laughs> Right. But uh, like when you, when you work on your own mindset, when you understand how your thoughts are creating your own reality, you know, that is, that is the work of mindset. That is how you can cope with the things. That is how you can stand like a lighthouse for your own life, strong, sturdy, and weather the storm. When you get to know yourself on that level and understand that you can go inside for the answers, go inside for the guidance and trust it. That's the big thing. Trust it. Mm. Right. I mean, to say you're never going to be afraid again, that's bullshit to say you're never going to doubt yourself again. Uh-uh, you are, but to understand how to deal with that. That's mm. the work. That's the work, mm. right? That's the work and the lessons that are worth learning in my opinion. Mm. Awesome. So my next question, this one hopefully isn't as tricky. Okay. <laughs> um, so I always ask guests that come on to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that we can 
put in place in our life or try out, they're going to have a massive impact. So do you have, uh, obviously, so many amazing tips and advice, but top one to three things that we can try? Well, if you're feeling uninspired, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're feeling, um, you know, just numb on the inside, go back to that kid you used to be. What made you happy? What made you happy as a child? You know, what was that before socialization got at you? You know, what was that thing that you enjoyed and you gravitated towards naturally? Because, you know, we listened to our inner guidance system as children. We really did. In fact, ask your parents because, you know, you wouldn't do anything you didn't want to do as a child. There was no convincing you and you were following your inner guidance system, right? So go back to whatever that is and, you know, so, okay, you say if somebody's listening to this and say, okay, yeah, I used to like to, to, I don't know, play hockey or whatever. I don't know, draw pictures or play hide and seek or whatever, you know, and I'm not going to play in hide and seek now as a 45-year-old. I'm sorry. But is there something about that, that, you know, secretiveness and hiding and being found that you can bring into your life today? Just a little bit. You don't have to go quit your job to, you know, become a graphic artist or anything, <laughs> right? You just, you just bring it in. Bring in these little things that used to excite you as a child, just little bit by little bit. You never know where it's going to lead. Listen, if I had never picked up a paintbrush, like I said, I wouldn't be here mm. talking to you right now. You know, like it, it's follow that. What makes you curious? That, that's a really important part of ourselves that we ignore as the older we get right mm. um and yeah look i mean if you want help with these mindset things there's tons of free resources you don't have to join my community i'd love for you to i'd love for anyone that's listening to come join us and if it's a benefit way to go you know but there's a lot of, of uh you know stuff out there on the internet on youtube like motivational speaks pick up some Brene brown books you know or mm. whoever whatever author you enjoy reading um you know to get inspired to keep learning be a lifelong learner you know i i learned my first language at 52 right i learned mm. how to paint at 52 Right, like it's it's you know I'm I'm 55 now and I've started a whole new career as a coach, right? Mm. But I mean, you, you unless you keep experimenting, unless you keep practicing and trying and like trying things on, okay, that's not it. You okay, so you, you, it didn't work out. Tick done. Don't have to go there again, right? You know, it's not all about winning and failing, right? but bring stuff in that gives you joy that stirs your curiosity and see where it leads, see where it leads. I love that. And then the final question, um, obviously you've mentioned your Facebook group and your courses and the books, but where can people find you? If people like absolutely need to connect with you, work with you, find out more, where can they find you? Well, of course I'm on all the social media, not all of them, but I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, but I guess my home on the web is my own website. 
It's everything about me you can find there, you know. Um, it's michellemyrick.com. It's michellemyrick.com. Yeah, and I guess you'll be putting that in the show notes anyway. I so. will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Put in the show notes cool. so people can find you from that and we'll also tag you on, that on social media as well when we share the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle. I've loved speaking with you. I'm definitely going to finish reading your book. And I also, as we've been talking, have been thinking about, you know, the things from my childhood that I enjoyed. Um, mm. And yeah, really, and, and joy is something I talk about anyway, but really has uh, reawakened a desire to sort yeah. of <laughs> find and, and more like, joy. I mean, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing, right? Mm. You know, it, it doesn't, just because you start drawing pictures or doing some graphics on the internet, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to change a career. But it, it might mean like 10 minutes of playfulness. We don't play enough as adults. We don't play yeah. enough, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and life gets too serious. And, you know, then the, it's like the, like the steam machine, you know, it just, it, it's going to, it's going to combust. It's just going mm -hmm. to pop open, right? So find some sort of little bit of joy. It can be just walking in nature. You know, maybe that's what you loved as a kid, sitting on the bank doing, you know, throwing pebbles into the water. I don't know. If that's what it was, go try it out. See how it feels as a 40-year-old, mm. right? See, see, like just get in touch with self. Get in touch with self, yeah. Thank, thank you so you much. So, yeah, thank you so much. I, yeah, I've loved it, loved uh, hearing Me too. Your, your message and uh, purpose. And you're obviously so passionate about what you do which really comes across so thank you for sharing that with us thanks for the opportunity to share so thank you again to michelle for for joining us and i don't know about you but i was definitely inspired just to be creative from this it's something i it's musical i've written kind of poems and like songs and um painted and and drew you know draw but I went through, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was creating some poor art. I need to get some more paints. I've got a whole box full of creative art materials. And life just sometimes gets in the way, for me anyway. And listening to this really it made me feel inspired to create something, to, to not have any expectations and just see what comes out. So that is something I'm going to be thinking about this week creating and just just seeing what happens and, and maybe i'll share it um i don't know how uh objectively attractive or whatever it will be but i don't think that's the point i think it is about that expression and that allowing things out so that's definitely something that i've taken away and i loved 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 our conversation about being fully alive and being lit up and, and living that passion and purpose and and purpose, I mean, I tend to talk about meaning on the podcast. It's one of my set questions. And some people have got mixed feelings about the sense of having a passion, having a purpose. And actually, it's something I think I've been thinking about a little over the last few weeks of really thinking, what is my passion? What is the thing that really excites me? What is my my superpower, my genius or whatever? And I think that can be quite a hard thing to ask yourself and to kind of look inwards and figure out. Um, but I think I'm I'm getting there. I think I sort of know um, what it is. And it's all around mental health and neurodiversity and supporting people and all of that kind of stuff. 
and having an impact in some way. Um, that's the, the kind of thing that that does in itself bring me joy and give me that sense of meaning and lights me up. And I just I just love that that part of that conversation of encouraging us to really think about how we're spending our time and, and how alive we feel. And I definitely sometimes make myself small. Um, I worry a lot about <laughs> trying to fit in and trying to understand social dynamics and, and all of that kind of stuff, things I find tricky. So this was a great reminder just to tune into myself and try and shut out that external noise to to connect with myself and to really be living in alignment with myself um, rather than so much of what I should do or what I'm expected to do and, and all of that. So it was a brilliant reminder and uh, something that I had been thinking about anyway. So it's just very timely for me. And so I guess my my closing thought for you is to to think about yourself and think about your own life. And if you are a light, if you are alive, um, if you are switching off your light or blocking off your light because of fear, which uh, <laughs> definitely something I've done before, something I think is quite common. And thinking about, as I said at the beginning, the things that bring you joy, the things that excite you. And if you're able to, seeing how you can add more of those into your life. And I would absolutely love to hear from you I would love to hear well if we're having an impact that's something that's that's really important to me I kind of think with the show obviously it'd be great to to help lots of people but even just one person I think that's to me that that makes it meaningful and to be honest I love it anyway so even if I don't hear from anyone I'm still going to be here talking to myself and putting out episodes because uh, it really is part of uh, my passion, I guess. And that maybe sounds cheesy, but it's, it's true. Um, but if you have been enjoying it and uh, you appreciate the show, please do let me know. I love to hear from you. Um, I love to hear feedback. And I'm just nosy, really, to see <laughs> what you enjoy and uh, and how you're doing. So, yeah, you can connect with me across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching. And we will be back next week with two more fab episodes. Please do have a good week. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself, etc., etc. But uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye for now. <laughs>